Hey podcast listeners, welcome back to the AP Sports Podcast with myself, Chris Smith, and Callum Amos. Great to hear you guys are all back uh, for another one. This episode was actually shot back in, God, I think it was in Jan, in January this year. And it's quite special because we didn't want to release it too early because we wanted to build some momentum in the podcast and get people actually like listening, like, you know, have like avid listeners uh, so that we could actually utilize this this episode really well and, and get it out there at the right time. So Sam Lister is our guest, and Sam isn't a guy in sport, but he's a sports fan, which you guys will hear about. But Sam's entrepreneur, he's a young lad who's who's got loads of businesses and just been out there and gave himself out there. Um, and the reason why he's on is, okay, yeah, he's not in sport, but his chats he's had on, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and also on TikTok about the use of LinkedIn and, and how important it is to young people and why they should use it, um, was the reason why he's come on. And we, I personally reached out to him um, to try and get him on. And, and he said, 100%, let's go and have a chat about it. So this episode is all about um, getting his insight into why he thinks you as a young person or someone who's changed a career should use LinkedIn and why. Why you should, yes, be a classic content creator, um, but like for a you know, personal level and showing what you're doing and what you actually believe and have interest in because it actually can lead to opportunities down the line. Um, and LinkedIn's quite a, as he calls it, underdog platform. So me and Callum always banging on about LinkedIn, especially myself, and I'm an avid user on it and very active on it. But I think there should be more young people on there. And I think especially university doesn't teach that. So we wanted to get someone on to basically prove our, prove our point. So as always, really appreciate you guys coming on this. Please enjoy. Get in touch. If you have a question about LinkedIn or reach out to us on LinkedIn or go follow Sam on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys can share some takeaways you got from this episode. Um, but enjoy. Say, you know, thank you for coming. You know, thank you for coming on and doing this. It's actually a pleasure having you on and stuff. Was kind of expecting this to actually happen after commenting on your uh, TikTok at all. So, you know, me and kind of had looked at you, like, looked at you on TikTok and stuff and Instagram, and you know, we love the energy you got, the grind that you're doing, and the things you're doing. So, I think there's a lot of connection there with what you're trying to to tell, like young people and uh, you know trying to become a better person a better professional you know for young people so I think just the UK and European and some of the obviously US listeners could you just share like sort of what you're doing what you've been up to lately and kind of who you are basically yeah so I'm Sam um, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here in the States, um, pretty much middle of the country for anyone um, overseas, not familiar with, with the States. So smack dab in the middle of America. Um, so to put it simply, I make a ton of social media content for myself, for businesses, for brands, um, you name it. So really just going hard in that ecosystem. So um, I have a few a few different businesses within that, uh, that world of media. Um, I have Blank Slate, which is my editing company. So we work with um, hundreds of, of people um, every month, every year when it comes to creating, creating content around uh, social. So anything from TikToks to LinkedIn to YouTube to podcasts, you name it. Um, we essentially loop you in with your own editor. So that's on the blank slate side of things. And then I have a few other media brands as well that were um, pushing out um, curated and created content in very specific niches from there. So to put it simply, um, we just create a ton of content on, on social and turn it into a business. That sounds very good. Very obviously important now, TikTok coming out and stuff and everything. So obviously the podcast we've got is mainly focusing on the sport industry, but many focusing on as well as how to get young people in the industry, but also LinkedIn skills. Like, of course, LinkedIn is one of the big things we'll be talking about and sort of 
you know, using those kind of other skills as well. But I mean, before we start, as a sport based, you don't work in sport. Yeah, granted. But what kind of sport are you into? Are you into anything in particular? Yeah, so I grew up playing um, baseball and ran track. Um, I was okay. a sprinter. And then I'm big into uh, American football. Okay. Um, and really those, really those three, I'm a huge snowboarder. I love snowboarding. Um, so that's what I did before entrepreneurship. I would build snow parks. Um, so like terrain parks wow. for snowboarders and skiers and stuff. Um, so that's, uh, outside of that, um, yeah, I just love spending time outdoors, hiking, mountain biking, all that good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Um, and what did you run in track? What was your times and what did you run? I ran, uh, hundred and hundred and two hundreds. Um, but mo- most mainly, uh, mainly relays, mainly four by okay. one and four by twos. Cool. I was a 400 meter runner. So that sucks. I yeah. ran four by four a few times. Not, not mm. very good at it. Uh, it, awful, awful oh, race. It is so hard. <laughs> it's tough. No, it's definitely tough. Um, and like basketball as well. Is there anything that you like basketball as well? Do you, um, I, I support it. I'm not the best player, but um, I'm, uh, I live a hundred yards away from the Milwaukee Bucks stadium. Um, if you, if you heard of them, uh, so it is right down the road. I live on the same street. Uh, we go to a ton of games and I went to game six of the finals last year when they won it all in Milwaukee. So that was, that was pretty fun. No, I have a, excuse me, a fantastic story. Hopefully anyway. Um, okay. So I'm no basketball fan and we were obviously in lockdown um, sort of around the NBA, sort of the finals are coming along. It's going to be really you know, fantastic to watch. So me and my housemate were bored. We stayed up late. We were up. So we're like, right, we'll, we'll start watching the basketball. And there was various different teams on. And we agreed at the quarterfinals to pick one team. Now, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks because of Giannis, obviously. Yep. Root out for them. Shout out for yep. them. Um, and my housemate picked um, the Phoenix Suns. Now, the interesting part was at the quarterfinal, we said whoever wins will buy the jersey of the team that wins and we're like all right fine great this is the quarterfinals now obviously lo and behold the finals come around and it's the Suns versus the Bucks so mm-hmm. we're poor students very very poor <laughs> and we're not cheering for our team to win now we want our team to lose because we're going to be like 78 quid down like we are going to be so poor we cannot afford this and we ended up going <laughs> I think the Suns went what two nil up yep yeah I was I was like oh God, Giannis, right, fine. I wish I wish the books would play better, but I was like, I'm gonna I'm quids in. I'm not I'm not gonna buy a t-shirt. And then lo and behold, the Bucks go on a four-game winning spree. Mm-hmm. You go and see the game as well. You see him clinch it, like that would have been incredible. I was celebrating at home, um, while and then you know what? <laughs> it made it easier buying the jersey, knowing that <laughs> we were champions. I say we. Loosely yep. we. 100%. Hey, that's we. No, that's we. Um, I'll take I that. love that. I love that. Yeah, it was, it was wild. There was about um, like 150 to 200,000 people outside of the stadium. Wow. Um, and Milwaukee's not a massive, it's not a massive city. Um, sa- same with Phoenix. I, I'm excited um, that it was, uh, came down to that. And one of my, one of my best friends uh, also lives in Phoenix, but is one of the biggest like basketball sports fans um I've, I've ever met so i have i have two guests uh for you guys that you guys need to interview massive massive uh sports people card people six figure Giannis collections when it comes to oh wow uh, sports cards so just sports nerds that i can i can loop you guys in with 
Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. I'll be, oh, it's definitely. Sports betting degenerates. <laughs> we don't advocate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's you know, fun, you know, fantastic stuff. Honestly, you know, again, really appreciate you obviously coming on, taking time out, etc. Um, but you know, we wanted to you know, give our listeners some context, really, um, on how you know Chris mainly got in, got in contact with yourself, and you know, obviously, we've seen you on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know, as you say, you produce content and. You know, for all our listeners here, context is key. So, you know, Chris uses TikTok. He's become quite a good advocate at trying to promote the use of it and the right use of it as well, especially in terms of a personal branding type of situation. Um, but you saw your video, commented, didn't think, you know, for one second that you'd take the time or day to, you know, either respond or even, you know, go further than that, you know. And it was, I think, the 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 sort of the, the content on LinkedIn mm-hmm. that was so key and you know, how it became the holy grail for you in terms of personal branding content, that type of thing. And, you know, Chris commented on your video about you coming on. Lo and behold, a couple of exchanges later, you know, you're in the US, we're in the UK. The beauty of social media and technology at the forefront. But, you know, we wouldn't be able to make this happen without you, but also technology as well. And obviously what we're all trying to do here. So could you share what you were trying to talk about on that TikTok video about LinkedIn and, you know, why you felt the need to really share it with your viewers, your followers and everyone else on the internet? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because I, again, uh, a, I appreciate you guys for a reaching out. Um, I will, I will always um, hit you guys up and um, I'm, I'm excited to continue this relationship first and foremost, but when it comes to LinkedIn, it's just an underdog platform. Like that's, uh, that's where I started creating content um, or that's really where my content started to get the most traction, I should say. Um, I started on Instagram and, and Snapchat in like 20, like early 2018. That's really when I started creating content. Um, and then funny enough, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I'm from um, here in the States is like a super big hub for LinkedIn creators. So we have probably um, four or five, like some of the biggest like top 10 creators in the world when it comes to LinkedIn, but just all centered around Milwaukee, which is super, super interesting. Um, so my, my buddy Q and Shay, um, they're big on LinkedIn and they're, they're all from um, here in Milwaukee, uh, which is interesting. So that's kind of how I got into, into LinkedIn that it just was like natural. I'm in kind of like a perfect storm of, Hey, I have like connections that are pretty, uh, pretty popular on LinkedIn. They kind of helped uh, mentor me through it and really pushed me to create on the platform in 2018. Um, and at the time I didn't have any business. I didn't uh, know what I was doing. I just knew I wasn't going to go to university. Um, I just wanted to document the journey of trying to build businesses. And that's exactly what I did. And, um, LinkedIn is an, in, is an awesome place to build community. And obviously jumping on there, being an 18 year old fresh out of high school, not many people, um, look like me from a, from an age perspective. I was definitely the youngest in those conversations by, by a few decades. Um, but chances are if, uh, someone else, uh, let's say a um, business executive, CEO that's 35, 45, 55 years old, chances are they, they would see similarities in that 18, 19, 20-year-old kid that has ambition that's hopping on LinkedIn. Um, and if, if that's the case where most, most times it is, um, ambitious, ambitious people typically get started young like that, um, they'll, they'll be, feel more inclined to help you out of, um, hey, this kid's just hustling, trying to, trying to make it. I'll, I'll connect with him. And um, if he wants to hop on a call or wants to have a quick meeting or, hey, maybe they reach out to me, um, I would just take all of those meetings. So it was just very natural, very organic at the start, just putting out content. Um, but I think one of the most important parts of that lesson 
is I wasn't trying to sell anything. I wasn't trying to prove myself. I was simply going in um, with the mindset of I, I'm a learner. Um, that's that's all. I, I just want to learn and connect with as many people as possible. I don't have a ton to offer right now, um, but if I can listen and connect um, better than anyone else, I, I know steps two, three, four, five uh, will kind of map itself out in in that grand scheme of things. And it has so far, and I still haven't really changed anything um, about my life. And again, I'm just a kid trying to trying to learn as much as possible. Um, I've made a few more connections since then, but um, at at its core, that's that's all I'm interested in is just learning and connecting. That's interesting because when you say the older like older people would look at it and go like, you know, at least he's keen and um, he's willing to learn. I think is and I saying that I mentioned a few episodes that are coming out as well is like. As young people, we don't like to be seen as keen. It's really like it's this real high school mentality. I don't. I always like calling it that, where people don't want to be seen like the kid who's asking all the questions or the guy's putting loads of content out because he's trying to get, obviously not, not attention, but he's, he's you know he's showing what he's doing, which people see as wow, he's he's really proactive. Um, and I think that's why I think that's why young people aren't sort of taught it and stuff, and or like even mentioned it at school much, um, especially here in the in, in the UK, but like. I think my perspective of it in the UK, especially is it's seen as like a, a corporate platform, like a mm-hmm. professional corporate platform that if you're just a young person experience, you shouldn't go, you shouldn't be on it. Um, and like, how do you think like sort of, how can a young yep. professional like turn their head to it instead? And what do you think is the best way of doing that? Are you guys, do you guys watch uh, Marvel movies at all? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, Marvel? we do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, have you seen, have you seen Iron Man? Yes. Cool. Love it. Have you seen Spider-Man? Yeah. So my answer to this, uh, and this has definitely changed since diving into Spider-Man more. I- Iron Man has been my favorite favorite character superhero from from the start. I love Elon um, Elon Musk with with Tesla. Um, just huge huge in that since I was in seventh grade. So when I was uh, 12, 13, 14, just be- been in Tesla for a while. Um, so I I loved seeing Iron Man. I loved uh, who he represented. But then Spider-Man came along, um, and now Spider-Man is my favorite. V- they're very similar, but uh, Spider-Man takes takes the mentality of the learner really, really well. He goes in and says, "Hey, I'm I'm just your neighborhood neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm just here to learn. I'm here to serve. I'm here to protect. Um, I'm not this crazy, crazy superhero uh, of this this universe and stuff." So um, I saw Spider-Man take the identity of a learner and almost that like kid mentality and I'm I I try to do the same thing I'm not afraid to um, open up and I I don't know everything I don't know a lot of things I don't know most things no one no one does there's a lot to learn out there so um, (laughs) I think where kids get kids I say that loosely um, younger people and just people in general where they get screwed over is they try to impress other people by flexing their knowledge or saying hey I know more than you Um, when the smartest people in the world um, do the exact opposite of hey I can learn something from you no matter who you are no matter what you do Um, there's always something to learn from other people and I think that's that's something that um, I've just realized, and this is the first time I articulated that, uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man comparison. Do you know what? It's so true. I've never thought of that, but it's very true. And that's why I think Spider-Man will be just this generation's Iron Man. Yeah. That's so, yeah, that's a bit mind blown. That's very true. Even though Spider-Man's been around forever. Oh, yeah, but, of course. But like the, like the concept of that is so true. 
Like we should all just be our little own Spider-Man trying to talk to an eye yeah. or like just learn from Iron Men, basically. Yeah. Quite cool. And and, then, and eventually you get to an Iron Man level. Exactly. And, and then you're, you're giving it back. Yeah. And then in the, <laughs> in the US, is it seen as like a corporate platform? Like, is it taught in the US, like how to use it or like you should use it? Or what's it like over there? Because here it's definitely uh, not. Yeah, it's definitely still pretty corporate. It's getting more creator centric, um, but still very, very, very heavy corporate um, yeah. business platform. Not the best platform for um, high schoolers or uni students or um, anyone that's younger because, and and that's, I hated LinkedIn mm, at first. Grant, same. Um, before, before jumping onto LinkedIn, I was a part of a startup and our main goal was to create a better LinkedIn because LinkedIn sucked for high school students and university students. So I, I did not like LinkedIn, but then I hopped on and I just, again, really tried to form the identity and mentality of, hey, I'm coming in here. I'm fresh. I'm new. I'm just here to learn. Um, and it, it served me well um, in hindsight. But yeah, it was it was weird and hard getting on there. But then once I saw the connections you could make on the platform and just diving into people's content and um, engaging with people on there, it was uh, definitely eye opening to me to see the, the actual opportunities. But yeah, it's definitely more more corporate, more business, which which is cool, because if we're talking about it from a grand, uh, I guess, grand audience standpoint, um, let's say you're you're 20 years old, 19 years old, uh, you're interested in entrepreneurship, you don't really want to go to uni, you want to start your own thing, whatever it is. Um, Maybe you have 10,000 followers on TikTok, or you have uh, a solid platform elsewhere, but LinkedIn is completely foreign to you. If you're creating content on TikTok, think about how many other 19, 20 year olds are creating content on TikTok. The answer is a lot. Think about how many 19 to 20 year olds are creating content on LinkedIn way less compared to TikTok. So you automatically stand out more. I mean, when it comes to just the marketing of your business, your brand, your identity, your personality, whatever it is, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's good to be great, but it's better to be different. So if you can be different um, yeah. in every single situation you're, you're in, especially in the noise of social media, you'll, you'll be able to stand out a little better. And um, in the long run, it'll, it'll work out. Very wise words. Very wise words. Um, no, I mean, like you know, I've I, I I'm a numbers guy, so I I ran the numbers in terms of you know looking at your profiles and your followers and your platforms and all the different ones that you run. And what I found quite interesting is that the numbers obviously vary for different reasons because each platform is completely different in terms of the the market reach and the the, the audience that you're trying to reach as well. Um, but how do you use each one differently but how do you which one would you say for yourself is the more effective one yeah it's something that i'm still figuring out so biggest platform right now i think is linkedin um again i and i don't have hundreds of thousands or millions of hours on on anything i'm pretty still pretty small compared to a lot of other influencers quote unquote out there i don't view myself as an influencer i just happen to create content and build businesses and talk about them um and people are interested in that so when it comes to linkedin content um definitely a little more um geared to entrepreneurship and um like personal development and business and business lessons um, in there, TikTok is definitely more centered around um, that. Well, I guess every everything is. I I try to have everything uh, my content just centered around my life, so I talk about whatever I want and whatever I'm passionate about in in my life at that current moment. So whether that's entrepreneurship or uh, relationships or uh, anything else in business or outside of business, snowboarding, I try to loop those into all platforms. But the way I communicate them. Um, 
can differ. It, obviously, LinkedIn, uh, if I can relate a snowboarding post back to business and creativity, that'll do better on that platform than TikTok. Maybe TikTok, I can just get away with um, posting whatever. But um, even I think less than that, because TikTok is super, uh, it works the best if you're super niche down, which I definitely get kind of slapped on the wrist for. Um, that's what I'm building next uh, to like launch more media brands ar around my stuff. So I can go niche, um, but I can also just create whatever I want personally. So I don't need to rely on personal content. And then Instagram is just a free for all. Um, Instagram, I post a ton of different things from relationships to travel, to snowboarding, to business, to NFTs and crypto. Uh, Twitter is mainly like NFT crypto world, uh, like web three world. And then YouTube is again, mainly like my podcast and, and stuff. I I'm definitely interested in YouTube. I think I'll go harder in, in that. That's kind of one platform that I've neglected, um, or just really haven't put any, any focus on, um, really. And specifically on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. what have you realized has worked quite well, like for you and in, in the content you post? Is it giving updates? Like, I mean, I've started doing things like I did a year report, of like what I've done in the last year and what I've learned doing that and putting that out there. That got a lot of traction. People were really interested mm -hmm. in that. Um, obviously, job updates is great. But is there certain things that you've seen been like people really like doing, like doing a video of yourself talking about what you're doing next? It, it goes quite well or like it's well received or what, what specifically has worked well? Yeah, Um the more personal you can get with the stories you share is uh, it'll stand out because business, like if I went in and tried to give a bunch of business tips, being an 18, 19, 20 year old, no one would listen to me because I was incredible. Yeah. So you need to lean, you need to have the self-awareness to lean into whatever category you, um, you want to be in. So for me, it was entrepreneurship. Like the, I was going to document the process of building a company. I wasn't going to say, Hey, look at me, look at the insane company I just built. It's like, Hey, watch me. I I'm going to learn how to build this company. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. Um, either way, I'm going to create content around that uh, for other people to learn from my mistakes. So that was one. And then personal branding was the other because that's all I was doing. I was creating personal content. So both of those aligned pretty well with what I was talking about. So when it comes to LinkedIn, how you stand out, like lean into your own story because every other business tip is already taken and posted, but no one else is living your exact life with your exact story. So lean into that. And that's, again, goes back to differentiating yourself from others. No one else can, can create content like that because it's, it's your own story. And I think what's, what's really key that's coming out, especially for, for sort of me really, is that obviously what you're trying to factor in is the relatability to yourself. You're being authentic. You're, all your content, as you say, surrounding relationships, business, branding, TikTok, LinkedIn, anything is all completely natural, organic. There's no facade. So as you said, when you walk into a room, there's, you know, you're being the real you, you know, whether that's good or bad from the other person, the other perspective, but you know, you know that whatever content you're going to produce is relatable and directly relatable to you as your personality, but also as you develop and, you know, as you learn, you've come on here and said, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm eager to learn. I'm the Spider-Man. I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, et cetera. You know, and I think that's a great mentality to have because especially in the first 10 years, you know, as you said, how can you go into a room full of in commas you know, apostrophes, professionals and leaders and advise them on what to do unless it's completely technologically groundbreaking. But, you know, you, you, you're able to do that because you're relatable, because you're authentic. And that makes it so transparent when you are, watching your content that you are just having 
an absolute great time you're, you're having fun you know you're, you're actually doing something you enjoy but also giving it back to people but people are buying your relatability and authenticity and i think that's fantastic and you're able to showcase that and tailor it to different platforms which is where you might say you know i'm small i'm a small fish in the big pond of influencers but you know your numbers don't lie but that's because you've built that brand up due to you being you and also not being afraid just to go what's the worst that can happen you know exactly i'm just going to be me 100 percent. appreciate that and from from doing what you've been doing like especially through linkedin opportunities always happen and i remember there's a video yeah. you you put where saying you know there's only you're only one step away from saying changing right your life could be changed because an opportunity comes up or someone like approaches you for something is that is that happened is it a good examples of that's happened to you where you've been like you know I, I was just you know just doing me and 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 showing who i am the journey i'm going through and someone's gone really interested in what you've been doing we need help on this like, has that ever happened with you yeah and so in 2019 um i'm trying to think of what month it was but 2019 was the first full year in business for blank slate and before building it into an editing company which it is now it was a videography company so it was in-person videography i was running around with, with a camera i was uh i essentially hired my little crew um to do the to do the same so um that was like prime linkedin i was going super hard on linkedin and i had one uh probably six months into being a full-time entrepreneur i made a video um and the title was entrepreneurship sucks um and i just explained why entrepreneurship sucks like 98 percent of the time um i don't exactly know what i was feeling during that but i, I was fired up um and I, I was hesitant to post at first but i'm like okay cool like emotions are awesome because it, you can create the best content when you're emotional especially if you learn how to control those emotions. Um, that's definitely something like I'm, I'm working on, but um, that specific video, um, uh, I guess a client reached out to me. Uh, it wasn't a client at the time, just a random, random dude and said like, hey, I love this video. would love to talk to you about um, like hiring you to do some video stuff. I was like, cool. Uh, we hopped on a, on a phone and kind of like a week later, it turned into our biggest gig we've, we've ever done. And I think it was like, 10,000 US dollars or, or something. Um, but that was huge. Like it was my first year in business um, that allowed me to, to do stuff. I traveled down to Miami to do it, which is um, the mecca of creativity right right now, I think in the in the States here. Uh, Miami is just a, a crazy trip. So yeah, he flew us out um, down to Miami for, for a week and we did a video shoot uh, across the country. And that was one of the first times we like traveled to do a video. It was all from that one single video of me explaining why entrepreneurship sucked. Um, so it, it was, it was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, uh, that memory definitely stood out to me when it comes to directly correlating one mm. video to one client. Amazing. But I think the best thing about it is I, I mean, I, I can ask you this, but obviously you weren't expecting that to sort of happen. You didn't put contact expecting something to happen back. Right. Is that, is that an important thing that the mindset you went in with doing it? Exactly. And I, I still don't. Again, hmm. I, I don't expect anything, um, anything with with my content. Um, You're a I great example, by the way. We didn't expect this to happen. Exactly. It, but it's like I don't, I don't expect three people to comment on on each of my posts for four people to like it like you're not you're not entitled to any amount of views or engagement or clients like you need to work for that you need to earn that so um i think that's something that uh, a lot of people can can learn and that's still something i'm i'm learning of like hey i'm not entitled to anything like every single piece of content you put out there put it out there with no exceptions or no uh, no expectations for anyone and 
Um, the more I, I do that, the, the better off I'll be because then you're not selling out for an audience. Like I don't do any, any brand deals. Um, like if you go through my pages, like I, mm-hmm. I don't do brand deals just because it's like, Hey, I'll, pro- I'll like naturally promote companies I love. Um, but I, I don't want to do brand deals mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's short term. A lot of people just sell, sell mm-hmm. out and sell their brand for that and sell their audience to that. And I, I don't think that's worth it. Mm-hmm. That's why I love, I love just building companies on the back end. So I can kind of work, work in silence and then create, uh, create whatever content I want and not need to rely on me creating content to put food on my plate the next day. Um, I have that basis covered, which is a huge mind trick and mind fuck for a lot of people. Um, so that, that's something we can definitely talk about if we want. That's great. You know, that, that authenticity again, but I like, I like that value that you're, you're letting the content produce the results itself without seeking or you know, yeah. seeking that, that brand deal that you said there. Um, and, you know, the term in my business is, you know, you don't, the second someone knows that they're being sold to, they'll turn away, you know, and that, exactly. that's something that I've got out from definitely talking to you now. Obviously the energy is great. And obviously, you know, the technicalities that you bring to this podcast and, you know, just our chat now is fantastic, but you know, you, you don't go out trying to sell content. You just produce the content and if it resonates then great. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But as you said, you're not expecting anything, which is fantastic. Now, what sort of tips would you say to yourself a few years ago, you know, when you're starting out and obviously you said about, you know, bit of content here, you, you had a great, great client that came from a great opportunity from just one of the videos that you've put out. But yeah, you know, what, what, what tips would you say to yourself from a few years ago when you're, you're starting out trying to build that brand or build that, you know, the, the following that you, you want to build? Like, for example, what would you say to the guy, to the Sam before who said he, um, he didn't like um, LinkedIn? What would you say to him now? That's a great question. It's a great because it is. I've I've got exactly the same thing. I'd say loads of things about LinkedIn to uh, my older me. I I would say two things. I would say one, lean into your curiosity. If you're curious about something, um, follow that because you never know where it leads. Um, if if inspiration strikes at one a.m. in in the morning, lean into that. Um, because you never know where where it leads. And I've I've developed some pretty crazy ideas over the past probably two three weeks. But they all came at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So that's something I'm still learning to do. But um, even just like macro, macro level of like, hey, I, I wonder if if you start that sentence, I wonder if lean into lean into that. Um, and then number two would be be careful what you what you wish for and what you want, because it's going to come true. Um, my my life has just been reverse engineered to be exactly where I wanted to be right now four years ago. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew like, Hey, this is the life I wanted to live. And I, I, I couldn't even comprehend thinking bigger than that. And now looking back um, to my goals and dreams and visions four years ago, um, that's, that's the exact life I'm living. I'm living right now. So now it's time to level up and say, okay, for the next four or five years, um, because my brain can only comprehend so much. Uh, I have no idea where I want to be in a hundred years or 55 years, but five year increments is something that my, uh, my peanut sized brain can comprehend and understand. So now I'm being much more thoughtful at what I put out in the universe and what those five, what that five year plan is, because I know it's going to come true. And it already has time just hasn't caught up. That's what I like to say. To yourself, but like, for example, to the, let's say someone's going to start going on LinkedIn and start like to post stuff, like they have a profile, but they don't like, it's hard to describe because my mates, the people that we went to university with me and Callum, we, 
we were like the odd ones who would post stuff. Like we were seen as like the weirdos. And I was like, well, we're not. We're just, you know. So how would you kind of get someone going about thinking of ideas? Is it a case of them writing about, obviously with no kind of expectation anything coming through, but writing about what they're doing recently or what reaching out saying, you know, I want to talk to people in, the, in this kind of industry, in this profession. What kind of tips do you have on that side? Yeah, creating content is, it definitely feels weird before you start doing it. So there's a natural curve of weirdness or just uh, like being comfortable putting yourself out there. Because again, um, I like I got razzed all the time in, in high school for creating content. I'm like, oh, why are you creating these videos? What are you, what are you doing with these? Um, no one's watching them, blah, 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 blah. That will always happen. And you just need to think that's a reflection of them um, and not yourself because most of the time it is. Um, so I, I think just lean into that as far as like getting in, um, obviously everyone's goals are, are different on the platform. But again, like I mentioned earlier, if you adopt the identity of uh, being a learner um, and that is your main goal, the harder, the harder life pushes on that, the stronger that identity becomes. Um, and that's really the only case when you wrap your identity uh, around becoming the learner. Um, let's say, for example, you wrap your identity around uh, the cars you have, the houses, the businesses you have, how much money you're making, all of that good stuff. If that's taken from you, uh, what do you have left? And that's when we see people crumble. But if you can really wrap your self-identity, your core identity around being the learner um that can never be taken from you and if life pushes you pushes you pushes you pushes you that learning mentality just gets stronger when if it's the other way if you wrap yourself around those external things if life pushes um and gets rid of all of those things then what do you have left Inter um, interesting me and callum had a discussion before the start of this year and me and callum aren't natural like we're not like the guys who have the camera in front of you like we're granted we're very honest and self-aware with that mm -hmm. we're not going to lie and say we are and it'd be very different if one of us were and we could like drag the other one along and both become natural. So one of the big things, me and Callum, exactly what you're saying is trying to overcome the whole people saying like, no one watches that or what are you doing? You look silly. So it's really a big... It's the stigma. Yeah, it is I think, a stigma. I think from, well, I don't know if necessarily just the British mindset, but it's definitely a, a human mindset that it's the stigma. It's that, oh, I've just got to just push the boat out. I've just got to do it. And then once I do it, I'll, I'll feel better let alone what other people think. And I think, as you say, it's reflection on themselves, but I also think that they they wish they could do it as well. Mm, if you get what 100%. Yeah. It's, and it's that it's, fear factor from them. Yeah. And it's big. Like this year, like I, I actually bought to there, bought a um, gorilla pod because I want to, we want to do TikTok stuff. So like doing like little intros, I'll do an intro to like this episode when it comes out and we're trying to push each other to do stuff because I think, it's very easy to be comfortable and be like, we'll just do an all, we'll just do this podcast. It'll go out. We'll have no face on any social media platform. We'll just be little posts and that'll be it. But we don't want that because we want it to be a community. And without a face, it's just nothing, right? It's just, just voices. So you're right. It's, it's getting over that barrier, which we're both yep. trying to do. So you can expect content from us soon. And then you can also, any support <laughs> is appreciated. But yeah, it's, it's saying that we 100% are feeling right now, which is, which is quite interesting to hear from you about that as well. Definitely. And Callum is definitely, um, yeah, I've I tried a little that. bit. I'm trying to push Callum to do it. So if you've got any wise words to get him going. It's me. <laughs> it's hard. It's me. It's, def it's definitely me in my own head, for sure. Um, yeah. Exactly.
Exactly. Like what's the worst that can happen? If you scroll, go on my, go on my Instagram after this, scroll back all the way. I've never deleted any videos. Scroll back to see my, see my first videos. It'll give you some inspiration of what not to look like and what not to do. Um, Cause they're awful. But it, now, now here we are four years and thousands of videos later. Um, I've just gotten my reps in and I'm still, still learning. And are my videos the best in the world? No. Um, but they're but they're certainly better than the first videos I've I've put mm. out, which is funny. Um, I think it's cool, and that's that's one of the uh, biggest reasons why I'm creating these videos, just so you can look back on those um, on those videos and physically see your see your growth, because that's something that uh, you can never go back in time and reshoot a video um, during that specific moment in time. So I, I love that you guys are taking that step to uh, kind of like not, not essentially be the face of the brand, but incorporate your guys' faces into the, in the podcast, into the brand, yeah. because it might be scary right now. And I think for anyone listening, um, if you're scared to be putting out content, it's completely natural. Everyone is scared to put out content and, um, see the opinions of, of others. That's completely natural. Um, I, I felt that I still feel that today. Um, but in 10, 15 years, you would really, really wish you, uh, you took that step. 10, 15 years ago. Imagine if, if you had a personal video diary from the time you were five years old to where you are now and seeing that growth over time, that would be super, super special. So um, you, you can't do that now if you didn't start at five years old, but you can start right now so you can have it in the next, next 10 years. Yeah, no, definitely makes sense. And it's been great to hear your kind of side of it all. And I'm hoping that young people especially in the UK and who want to do sport industry stuff. But I think there's no one does it like in the sport industry, like having like too much content, especially from the business side. <clears throat> so it's quite interesting. That I'm hoping that people get inspired to try and do something with that, including us as well, because it's something that me and Callum both need. But like about about yourself, like what's, what's saying that you're going into the new year, obviously with, you know, in 2022, is there anything in particular that you're focusing on? Is there anything interesting you're working on you want to share like with us and to people like, who may be interested in going to your page or anything about? Like yeah, Sam, you know, tell us, tell us what you got going on. <laughs> tell everyone. Yeah, come on, on the side of the pond. Yeah, uh, I want to be one of the best in the world at building media brands and building companies around media. Um, I think we're seeing a huge shift when it comes to building, building companies and building businesses. Um, now mm -hmm. we're we're not in the ages of hey, you need a physical storefront and a restaurant or a retail store to actually build a business. You can build businesses on social media or on the backs of social media uh, if you provide uh, enough value to your community and um, actually build the community in the first place. So um, again, we see a lot of serial entrepreneurs that have uh, physical products, physical stores, locations, retail, all of that. That good stuff. Um, so kind of my next wave and next chapter is to build a bunch of media businesses and essentially be a serial entrepreneur in the media space and have a bunch of media brands all generating thousands of dollars and millions of millions of impressions and eyeballs on those pages. Um, in the future. So right now I've just been slowly building the infrastructure to actually do that. Um, again, with Blank Slate, the editing company, that's what I'm using for all of the videos to be pushed out. Um, and then everything I've learned through that, I'm just going to copy and paste it to a bunch of media brands um, and go from there. So super, super exciting, uh, exciting stuff. I'll, I'll release more, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the next, next wave and really focus for 2022 is to really crush the, crush the media space and build infrastructure around it and see how, see how fast we can scale it. I mean, look, you've, you've got huge plans, huge dreams already. You're still 
very very young the same as all of us you know still hustling and trying to find a way out here um i think both me and chris obviously really appreciate it first of all that you took the time out to come on have a quick chat you know and i think even if you know we we hit a one percent the people that are actually you know interested and bothered and then change and you know we'll take something from this episode and that's absolutely our ambition if it's any more than that's a bonus you know as, as we say we're not expecting anything we don't want anything other than people to take the opportunity that maybe we didn't have but also where you know we now have that opportunity because of you know these types of conversations with our previous guests future guests and now with yourself you know i'm gonna have to push the boat out you know i'm gonna have to create content i'm gonna have to get uh, my face more more aligned you know i think everyone's sick of seeing chris's all the time maybe they want to see a little bit of mine i'm not too sure but you know i think you know, you're giving me the energy and the confidence from myself personally you know and hopefully everyone else that's out there listening as well you know i think it's uh it's, it's been a fun episode and you know i think the energy that you bring you know will hopefully carry a lot of people but also yeah you know i think it's going to be interesting to see where you go what your plans are how this year developed I mean, fingers crossed, you know, you come on again and, you know, we'll just keep this relationship and just keep building each other up. And, you know, that's that's the idea from all the way from the UK to the US and everywhere else in between, you know. So, yeah, it's it's been fun, Sam. So, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. No, appreciating stuff. And um, I think the key things for people to come out of it is we've heard Sam's obviously development throughout and it's it's interesting to see that LinkedIn does provide stuff. You're not expecting it, but it's more for your professional growth and being more self-aware and, and not being afraid to use a platform which is considered a corporate platform for professionals. It is something that you can use and not being afraid to reach out to people and, and just be very obvious and keen to learn because I think it's so important that when you're down the line, especially me and Cam, I feel like we had to catch up a little bit because we only realized that recently. But 100%, if you're 18, 19, you're still at uni, um, sport professionals, for example, will be more than happy to talk to you. And it's just getting past that stigma of being being shy so but yeah i think there's some really good points from there from sam and yeah i really appreciate it complete shot that you're on here so it's really great to see and um we're definitely going to keep an eye on what you're up to and, and vice versa thank you chris thank you Callum. and also to i guess leave with with this point like you guys are not like behind or need to catch up it's like we're all young 20s teens even 30s like that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. And it's, it's hard. Again, this is something it's, you don't learn until you're there. If, if you're 35, you say, Oh, that's, that's so old. That's in 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is uh, to those 35 year olds. They, I know they feel most of, I, yeah, I shouldn't say most cause I can't speak of that, but um, <laughs> just trying to kind of like put my, put my Gary V hat on uh, for a second. Like I know he always, um, explains like he feels young and that's 47, 48, 46, mm-hmm. what, however old he is right now. And that's something that, again, that perspective is hard to shape, especially being 19, 20, 21, 22. We, we physically cannot uh, experience what it is being 40, but that's something I try not to beat myself up over um, because as you level up, as you surround yourself with more and more people crushing it in the space, then you realize, Oh shit, I'm, I'm behind. And um if I'm, if I'm making this amount and a buddy of mine is making this amount, and that's three times more than me. And uh, he's making millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can feel so 
like I'm so far behind when if you just zoom out a little bit and see the grand scheme of things, it's like all of us, if you're listening to this is the top 1% in the world on in history, like that's nuts to have these opportunities and be able to consume this content and have this connection even. Um, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize, myself included a lot of the time. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm trying to work on just perspective on how how grateful and how lucky we we all are. Um, and you don't need to be making $12 million a year to to be successful. Um, success is definitely relative. Um, and it, it comes down to what you value most, most in life. Brilliant. What an absolute pleasure having Sam on. Like even that recording was six months ago. Me and Callum are still shocked that Sam actually wanted to come on and accept that invitation. So firstly, Sam, thank you so much for coming on again. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you're listening. Um, firstly, if you guys are listening to me talking right now, I appreciate you staying on to the end. Um, it actually means a lot. And clearly you've found this episode really enjoyable. But yeah, as you always say, Please get in touch with myself and Callum on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Share what you guys want to hear about in the future. We've actually got some exciting stuff coming up with possibly job opportunities coming up, possibly courses that you should do that we're trying to help uh, push out there. So definitely um, keep us on socials and follow us on Spotify. There's not enough of you guys following. There's a lot of listeners but not following. So don't want to miss out on future episodes coming out. Um, But guys, really appreciate it. And uh, as always, see you on the next one. (laughs) 